0: It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies, current releases in cinemas, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And the man who walks the walk and talks the talk, he's a dual threat. It's Murr out of the way let's rage on
1: well thanks to all who've been supporting us if you love our independent podcast please support us and the growing film rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up We'll get a free special limited edition Film Rage merch item. If you cannot support us with a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible movie. Shout out to our biggest listening state, Missouri, and to our biggest listening province in Canada, Alberta. Oh, wait, but, hold, hold, wait, hold, hold on a minute. This just in. This is breaking news, people. We have an update from our numbers today, and it appears Colorado is back in the lead. That's right. And Missouri's in second place. Go Rams! Welcome welcome back, Colorado. Murray missed you, and apparently also the program in itself. Go Rams! We thank you for being our number one supporters this month. Go Rams! Go
0: Rams!
1: Uh, Yahoo!
0: Movies are back at Canyon Meadows Cinemas. We are open for your viewing pleasure with great new films opening weekly. All health regulated protocols are in effect for a safe and enjoyable experience. And don't forget, we should be your first choice for your next birthday party or special event. Can't make it to the cinema, we got you covered. Order concessions from our online store, and you can either choose curbside pickup or get them delivered via Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, or DoorDash. For more details, go to CanyonMeadowsCinemas.ca. Here at CMC, we would like to thank you for your continued support, and we are looking forward to seeing you at the movies. Streaming, streaming, streaming,
1: streaming, streaming,
0: streaming, streaming,
1: streaming,
0: streaming, 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 and what? We're streaming, Jim. Okay, so. Shutter. Don't, don't. Uh, yeah, nice. this is streaming on Shudder, our first movie. And it looks like we're only going to be doing one streaming movie this week. And that yeah, movie baby. is Reunion from 2020. Uh, Reunion is the tale of a pregnant woman who returns to her old family home to get away and focus on her work. But those plans are dashed as neither the spooky house she returns to or the scary domineering mother she returns to will let that happen. It is a story of repressed memories that contain secrets of her childhood. The use of the home video footage is effective. Julia Ormond as the overbearing mother, was quite good in the role. The house was effective Mm. as well, with black ooze that comes out of the sink, representing the rotting underbelly of the environment. That was cool. The house is pretty on the outside, but there is something sinister within Another film that relies heavily on atmosphere and does it well. Reunion reunion is a watchable, spooky experience. It is stylish. It is a slow-burning meh. Well, uh, what a surprise.
1: Uh, I love the opening shots, including the super, super slow pans and camera movement almost so slow that you can't even see it move. It was very unsettling, but also very cool. The film is so slow building, and you really don't fully understand um, the relationships of the mom, dad, and daughter through most of the film, which kind of adds to the suspense. They introduce an adopted sister, yet everything is about the mom-to-be. You know there's been trauma in the family, but our director is not letting anything out of the bag. A small, weird drop here, a creepy moment there. The film almost becomes stagnant at times, but then the little tiny pieces still drive you to want to know more about what's happening in this very weird family. My biggest complaint is the music score and the sound. It really did nothing to build the tension, in my opinion. I think they could have had a much better uh, atmosphere built with a better sound score and, and music. But then again, 27 minutes in and boom, Creepsville, New Zealand. There is a huge drop of what you think is something super creepy. But wait, it's not. It just gets creepier. I love the tension of the relationship of the mother and daughter. I like the slow build, the evil CLF sister, the confusion of who is most mentally ill, either the mom or the daughter. There was a lot of good in this film. But ultimately, I felt there was almost too much they were trying to imply. I don't know the addition of the ghostly side of the story was important to add. And the daughter's profession and the fact that she was into the occult did not really matter so much. I mean, it did and it didn't. So it was kind of, it. I didn't think it really built to help to add to it. Not. Not sure what was necessarily needed. The it mother and daughter lot. were enough weird and creepy. Uh, I normally love uh, New Zealand horror films in general, but the messiness and confused ending, I really think could have made this a mondo, but the end was just a little too choppy. And what the fuck was the very, very end? I I want to get that out there. And the caretaker dude's like, okay, did, uh, yeah. I'm the caretaker dude. Let's go. It was a mess.
0: Yep, I'd like to disagree with anything you said, but I 100% agree with pretty much it all. So, there you go.
1: the The, the, the caretaker guy it was just like it didn't make uh, sense.
0: I, there was there was some stuff in here where it's like, okay, that's basically you know, I'd be watching it and I'm I'm into it a little bit and then something would happen and I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like random random creepiness. That didn't really add to building the story at all. It was, I think that it could have stayed stripped down and clean, just had the mom and the daughter relationship that was was creepy enough, right? Okay. Okay, but here's a question. Okay. (laughs) Clone or Satan's child?
0: Or both. I'm going both. That's what I thought. I if think, you're
1: gonna have, if I, you're gonna have a clone, you hope it's Satan's child. And if you're gonna have a Satan's child, might as well be a clone.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the day, it was um, okay.
1: What do
0: you call that? And meh, meh. <clears throat> <clears throat> nice.
1: I think if Murray watched it, he would also have given it a meh.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> well. okay well guess what we went to this yeah we've been hanging out at one cinema in calvary so yeah. for our calvary listeners um if you're in around town usually flies friday night at eau claire cinnamons and for those who are listening from hopefully colorado and missouri battling out for number one spot for the month of june uh, we're hoping that you get the opportunity to see this next film in theaters because you will be very happy that you did. This movie is about the Sparks, the band, but the movie is called *The Sparks, Sparks, Sparks
0: Brothers*. That, that would...
1: Not the Sparks Brothers. It's the Sparks Brothers eh, from 2021.
0: You got you got it wrong again. They're not the Sparks, Jim. It's just
1: Sparks. It's
0: just Sparks.
1: It's just a Sparks, isn't, brother. Isn't and the, the band's... Isn't the
2: movie called the Sparks Brothers? Yes. Yes. There you go. That's so what the, I said. So the movie got it That's
0: what I said the title. No, no. So the, the movie th- got it right. Because t- they are the Sparks Brothers. The band is Sparks. Oh.
1: Yes. But they're actually not Sparks they're Brothers. They're not Sparks. They're yeah. actually
0: male brothers. They are male just... brothers. In more way than one. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're brothers. The band is called Sparks.
0: They are males. And, and their name is male.
1: Male. That's right. So if that hasn't confused you enough.
0: uh, Hey, Jim, why don't you get on with your review? You know what? The Sparks Brothers,
1: which we saw at Eau Claire. I hated this documentary. Oh, terrible. How how dare it cause my face to cramp for nights as I could not smile, stop smiling this entire movie. This movie gave me face cramps two days later in fact i still think i can feel a little bit in my face that the smile has never kind of gone away as far as my muscle memory yeah, this, movie, this movie is a must-see movie for anyone who is actually a fan of music not posers like the two people who did not stick around in the cinema where we watched it or people who say they love music but can't list their favorite album or CD they bought. This music is the spinal tap of documentaries. The brilliance of Edgar Wright shines in the way he tells you everything about the band Sparks, a band that has probably influenced more musicians than those musicians even may know. This film was funny, heartwarming, fascinating, musical, and I hasten to say, one of the best music band docs ever made. One of the great things about The music doc is it doesn't get bogged down with the unimportant things like do the male brothers have children or do they have a spouse? It answers the important things about this band, their musical history, and it does it brilliantly. As I mentioned, if you are a true fan of music, you must see this film. This film was two hours and 25 minutes and I wanted another two days of just being inside these talented musicians' orbits of awesomeness. This movie is not Mondo, It is a perfect Mondo and that is the first time I've ever said that in this podcast and I will continue to say it for the rest of my life. Edgar Wright, can you do this again with many more musicians? And I had a favorite line. The best British band to ever come out of our, out of America. Nice.
0: Yep. All right, well, I don't want this to be like, because I'm pretty much going to be saying the same thing as you, so we'll make leave my review till till last. I understand okay, Mur- Murray saw this.
1: He did get to see it. I saw his picture in the social media. That's
2: right. I was in the theater on the day off, which is when I have to see movies now.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, all right, well, as I watched this, I echoed the sentiment of somebody they interviewed earlier in the film. Who the bleep are these guys? (laughs) Seriously, 25 albums over 50 years, 800 songs. I had no clue who they were. Never friggin' heard of them. So here's what I found out about Sparks. They produced my second favorite song from the best BMX movie of all time, Rad. There you go. Which was shot in Calgary and Cochrane, by the way. The nice. song was Music You Can Dance To, which was part of a super awesome 80s dance montage in the film. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, well, we did. But you didn't. Well, I didn't. Jason <laughs> Schwartzman is actually the son of Talia Shire. Uh, somebody asked him if he'd seen Rad, and he said, yeah, my mom's in it. I had no idea he was related <laughs> to her. No, no idea. Um, nice. And they did a song with Jane Wheedland from The Go Go's, and a video.
1: Yeah, and they and they I were all, one of them had sex with her, but that's all. That's I also say true. About that. I thought <laughs> she was
2: a lesbian, to be honest. That's that's what, I, that's what I'd heard. They were also on American Bandstand, one of my favorite '80s shows. Yet somehow, this child of the '80s managed to miss all that. <laughs> so I'm just going to be a little sexist here, but chick drummers rule. And these guys seemed to like them, because they had a lot of them.
1: I think that's anti-sexist, isn't it? it? Well,
2: whatever, I don't care. (laughs) I'm an old guy. I'm allowed to be that. Uh, Okay, and funny. much like Queen, uh, Sparks just kept reinventing themselves. Uh, I give him mad respect for that. Uh, So while there are some dull moments in the film, and it certainly didn't need to be two hours and 25 minutes, uh, I did enjoy learning about these guys, and the dude with the Hitler mustache was mesmerizing. So begrudgingly, I must give this a mondo.
1: What? Nice. I, you know what? When I was watching this movie, I kept saying to myself, "I don't know if Murray's going to appreciate this because there was a lot of content from the '80s. A lot. And, no, and... but they, they
2: had a lot in the '60s and '70s too. Yeah. Like I get yeah. it. 50 years of making music, but I didn't need to see all of it. But
1: it I wanted still, to see more of it. It was yes. still a mondo, but they
2: <laughs> they were just weird. <laughs> just yes. weird. Like they were before Weird Al came along. They were weird. Like it was just
1: they were artists. Yeah, they um, were something. Um, I'm wearing my yellow mustache for Ron right now. I can't couldn't yeah. get the Hitler one, but this yeah. is as close as I could get. you got a I shade
0: <laughs> All right. So ever since I watched this film, I've been watching Sparks clips on YouTube like ad nauseum. I just can't. I just every time I get on the computer, I'm over on YouTube and I le- at least watch one video. Um, I can't get enough of these guys and their recent music is awesome, just as their entire catalog is. It is inspiring to see men in their 70s still at the top of their creative game. Growing up in the 80s, I was aware of a few of of the Sparks songs as they got some sporadic play on television, but this doc gave me a much appreciated education on the artistry of your favorite bands favorite band as the tagline for the film proclaims ron and russell come across as uncompromising innovators as a lot of band sounds over the years can be t- traced back to the spark to sparks sorry <laughs> you can tell that <laughs> this was a real passion project for edgar wright edgar wright as affection for his subjects is undeniable as you watch the film i love the fact that once again the doc got to the point of their lives where they started to make music, and that is where the doc's focus stayed on the music. Through Wright's clever editing and mixing of film styles, sound, archive footage, and new footage, and even the use of puppets, we get a unique documentary experience that fits perfectly with the story of Sparks. This was an original vision of an original band that was a unique journey, like nothing I've ever experienced. The way the film was made was a mirror of the band Sparks as it took its art very seriously, but somehow also had a tremendous amount of fun doing it. The band Sparks is Mondo, and the Edgar Wright film, The Sparks Brother, is also Mondo. I loved this film.
1: Yes. So have
0: you uh, have you gone back? Because if you
1: said you've been watching a bunch of Sparks videos, yep. did you also download for your sassy little iPod? Did you uh, do the FFS too? I ha- that, that album.
0: I have That album
1: is outstanding. I know. I haven't.
0: <laughs> I haven't downloaded anything yet. It's all coming, and I'm not going to download. I'm going to try to seek these out and get a hard copy of everything because that's what well, I do. Well.
1: I think you should just download the FFS so you can hear it. There's a song in there that I can't get out of my head and
0: now it's stuck there for life. Yeah, I I ended up hearing, I've heard two songs. Um, Oh, the FFS? Yeah. 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 So
1: for people who are listening, FFS was a collaborative project they did with with Franz Ferdinand. 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 It was one of my favorite bands. So yeah, the fact that these guys have been with everybody and- Probably in every way that you can imagine Why way I'm saying that. So, it's...
0: Uh, it's. Yeah, no, uh, it's such a good, just such a good movie. Everybody on Earth should be forced to watch this, just because... Forced? They should want to force themselves to watch it. They should it. want to, but not many... But everyone just needs to watch this, and the whole world will be a better place, because at least you'll be happy for a few days. Because yeah. there's no coming out of this movie and not having a smile on your face. So. I know, my all, face. All like you I miserable stopped. SOBs out there, go watch the Sparks Brothers.
1: Yeah, look what it did to Bryce and Murray. They're usually miserable exactly. SOBs. Exactly. So look how, look how joyful true. they seem right now. <laughs> I think that's probably the most true thing I've said. Right. I'm a teller of truths today. It's not going to last, trust me.
0: There's only one teller of truths on this podcast, Jim, and that is yours truly. Yeah. Oh, okay. We know sure, what that looks whatever. like. All right. Hey, well, so, from pure bliss to pure garbage, let's move on well, with this. Next
1: hold one. on, little mister. Well, then. It's not your turn to talk. It is time for Murray to talk about his boy, his man child, his
0: love interest. His man child. What, what are you talking about?
1: Ryan Reynolds. Murray, tell us about your love of Ryan Reynolds in his well, latest movie.
0: Thank
2: you for letting me go first before Bryce reigns on my parade. I know he will. Um, Where to start with this film? First of all, it's a mother-freaking Salma Hayek dick-kicking mondo for me. And despite what you may hear from my fellow ragers, a lot of other people like this movie too. Uh, How about that cast? Salma Hayek, Samuel L. Jackson, and the dreamy Ryan Reynolds. Add to that Antonio Banderas and Morgan Freeman. In case you missed the first one, Reynolds was a disgraced protection agent who was tasked with getting Jackson to The Hague to testify against warmonger dictator Gary Oldman. And they get shot at a lot. Yes, the plot was cheesy, but there's no denying the comic timing of those two. Now, the plot of this new film is pretty much irrelevant. But Banderas plays a Greek tycoon who's trying to destroy Europe for talking smack about his country. You got that, right? A Spanish dude playing a Greek badass. (laughs) I guess they don't have actors in Greece. Um, Jackson and Hayek are trying to stop him, and Reynolds is just along for the ride, and he gets shot at. A lot. I missed a slew of profanity in both English and Spanish. That would make most mothers blush. There was a lot of very funny scenes. and People need to stop running over Ryan Reynolds with their cars. Is it ridiculously over the top? Sure, but it's very tongue-in-cheek humor. Does it follow the same tired formula as most buddy action comedies? Yeah, but Reynolds and Jackson could pull it off. And yes, it's predictable, but none of that matters because it's a fun movie with three charismatic characters at a time and we needed it.
1: And Murray's out. Slam, baby. Go
0: ahead, Mr. Grinch. Oh, go ahead. I think Jim should go next. Go ahead, next. Grinchy pants. Ah,
1: No, no, buddy. Oh. I'm, I intentionally, I put you next.
0: So, step All up right. to the plate. yacht. The Hitman wife's bodyguard was as excruciating an experience as I have had in the cinema in a long time. It was a complete assault on my senses. I'm not sure why having Selma Hayek and Sam Jackson screaming at each other for extended periods of time was in any way a good idea. Was this funny? No. No, it wasn't. Other than people screaming at each other, we got some ridiculous car chases, and a lot of explosions. The attempts at humor left me stone-faced. Was Selma Hayek dropping F-bombs every other word supposed to be funny? Oh, don't forget, we also got a lot of boob jokes. Were they funny? I cannot imagine that anyone with a fully developed brain could find this entertaining in any way. The whole movie was incoherent, whether that be the screaming over the top of each other, or the lame chaos of every action sequence. I was trying to come up with the perfect word to describe this film, and I believe I have come up with it. The word to describe this loud, obnoxious, lame, crappy, deplorable, excruciating pile of garbage is unpleasant. This film was unpleasant. Another word to describe it is rage.
1: Maybe you shouldn't go to it. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna see F9 this weekend, so he'll be if you think that was bad, wait till F9 hits him. Oh, it's not gonna be okay. as bad
0: as this, there's no way.
1: Okay, so we've got we've Your got opinion. the top of the pile and we've got the bottom of the pile. Alright, well let me tell you what I thought of Hitman's wife's bodyguard. First off, as Murray had alluded to, Antonio Banderas is not Greek. Seeing him pretending that he is Greek felt like seeing Sean Connery play any character that isn't Scottish. This, of course, annoyed me to all get out. Then I started thinking, why is this? And it hit me. No pun intended. This movie is a complete throwback to every 80s action movie, every 80s. every action scene literally had something explode and i mean everyone every single one they would have to stop and make a complete look that something exploded the dialogue was riddled with one-liners that are corny as fuck. ryan reynolds character overacting in every scene as i'm watching this i completely understood why murray loved every single thing about this film his love of nostalgia and corny 80s movies was like a giant homage-gasm all over the screen. I also know why every five minutes, Bryce was sighing and shaking his head through this entire movie. Because everything about this movie was contrived and stupid and silly, which is everything he hates in a movie. But what it had was Selma Hayek. And she was funny, dirty, kick-ass, and pretty damn sexy as hell for a soon to be 55 year old woman and you know how i love my ladies who kick ass and punch dicks this has so many things parodying itself in this movie and i laughed at at it as many times as i laughed with it there was so much bad in this movie but at the same time great as it pushed the boundaries of making fun of itself including the dialogue music and plot i found myself enjoying this way better than the original but I didn't love this movie. I just thought it was pretty mad. There was some fun in this. I liked it. No I thought it was making fun of itself. That. None. I, it had. If you came into this movie expecting it to be well,
2: this like, is the problem. Is that Bryce went into the movie already w- knowing he was going to hate it. He had a closed mind when he started I, watching. I didn't it. have
0: a closed mind at all. I go into every oh, movie. I think you did. No. Nope. No, I think you did.
2: Whatever. Well, whatever. We'll
0: Gar- garbage is garbage. That's up to you.
1: But the the thing that I found the most fun about this was the parodies. Like, I don't know, Marie. Parodies, parodies,
0: great. Yeah. If it's if it's funny, but it's if it's parody yeah. for the sake of parody and it's not funny. Yeah, I, I thought spent, it was it just, funny. I spent
2: ninety minutes laughing. That's all I know. There
1: you go. Yeah, I was most laughing fun for... I've had in a
2: movie in a long time.
1: I was also laughing for pretty. It had much be fun. Well, not ninety yeah. minutes straight. Didn't but have to there be, was some, some fun. Just bits. had to be
2: fun, and that's all it was. It was fun.
1: Yep.
0: I had no Agreed. fun. No fun well, at
1: all. The best thing about this is that we got a trifecta that it doesn't happen very often. So I couldn't be more excited.
0: All right. It's, it's film rage. It's film rage. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage. Taking it over
1: Ooh. rage rage this week is really simple content 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 we've been waiting for how many it seems like 27 years to go back to the cinemas and we're lucky to get two movies show up that's new like what the hell people they could they not have planned this week? I know there's a ton of movies that are just been waiting to be released. And now it's just bottlenecked everything. And we're getting like one or two. And apparently, apparently, the only things we're getting are sequels. So it's like, can we not have an independent release from, from somewhere anywhere? That's all I have this week. My, my rage is content. We need more content. The theaters are open. And not just in our province, they're open all through the U.S. so people can be watching
0: movies. Get some more content out. Come on. Chop, chop. Hear, hear. My rage is actually very similar, Jim. What? What the hell is going on? We got another crap sequel this week with the obnoxious and unpleasant The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. And then this coming Friday, we get the ninth installment of the Fast and the Furious franchise, F9. And then on July 2nd, we get The Forever Purge. And then on July 16th, Space Jam, a new legacy comes out. And then on the same day, we get Escape Room, Tournament of Champions. Really, Escape Room has a sequel, why? Then in August, we get Don't Breathe 2. Really? Does that need a sequel? Is there not an no. original idea in the whole world? The rinse and repeat cycle of film releases has to stop. There has to be an original, some original content out there somewhere. I'm sick of sequels. I'm sick of remakes. That is my rage.
1: That is so succinct and fabulous because I am 100% agree with everything you just said.
0: And that's a rarity. <sighs> Man, like, what is going on?
1: I know, right? To I your point, what's
0: the deal? We, there's probably nine thousand movies that are ready to be re- re- released, and all we're getting yeah. are these lame sequels.
1: Yeah, and a ton of stuff that's that's film festival stuff. I mean, they could re they could have released, um, you know, things like Nobody, which is you know they just sort of re released it. Yeah, it came out. It was twenty five bucks last week or whatever. But I'm, you know, I mean, it looks like a. A copy of every other movie like it, but but my point is at least it's it's not nobody two, it's nobody one. (laughs) Like like come on, it's got Bob Odenkirk
0: in it, so you know.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be great. Exactly, (laughs) Bobby. Hey Bobby. Hey Bobby. All right. Me, Bobby.
2: Rage subsiding.
1: Pulse slowing. Anger fading.
0: Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the World Wide Web on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast the hell says World Wide Web anymore? This guy. So, uh yeah,
1: see you soon. Wave at microphone. I love that, those guys. That is such a great idea. A. And B, who does say World Wide Web? It's the best. It's my turn now yeah it's the music that's the merman M- movie music, music minute Brian. movie Mervy movie movie
2: Mervy Mervin. all right this week we got a chance to see a music doc from the great edgar wright about a band called sparks to be honest i had no freaking idea who these guys were much to my surprise i actually ended up enjoying it as if edgar wright could actually make a bad film exactly uh, here then are music documentaries that I have seen about bands or artists that I knew next to nothing about and was surprisingly informed about. First one was Once Were Brothers, Robbie Robertson and the Band. I saw this at SIFC as part of the Music on Film series in the Studio Bell National Music Center, no less. With your best uh, friend. That's right. And to be honest, I actually hadn't heard of them or their music. Once I saw it, I immediately recognized many of their songs. Uh, Up on Cripple Creek, Shape I'm In, uh, and it was a good documentary. Our next one was Bachman. Now obviously I know who Randy Bachman is. To guess who, Bachman, Turner Overdrive. His hits are legendary, but I didn't know his story. I dare say he could be the hardest working man in Canadian music. No drinking, no drugs, no partying, just cranking out great music year after year. And then we have Janice, Little Girl Blue. I saw this one at Cuff, actually. Uh, Just happened to be there. Wasn't really planning to see it. And Another great rock legend that was gone too soon. I knew some of her songs, but didn't know much about her life since she died before I was born. Uh, It was a tragic story and made me appreciate her music even more. Finally, we have Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. Okay, Jimmy Carter's not a musician, mm-hmm. but he knows a lot of famous ones and they all smoke pot at the White House. Nuff said. <laughs> Coolest one-term president ever. Now there are many music docs that I haven't seen, mostly because I don't like documentaries that much. I prefer Hollywood versions of my music icons. Uh, La Bamba, Buddy Holly Story, Walk the Line, Saw the Light, etc. But whichever you prefer, musicians are always entertaining. That's all I got.
1: You know, you know what, Murray? Every time I think you're gonna go in another direction, you always pleasantly surprise me. Well I figured there was
2: enough rage this for week sure, already.
1: I thought for sure this was gonna be Murray's top ten Ryan Reynolds movies.
2: I, I wouldn't do that. I too, would Bryce. almost laid
1: money on it. I wouldn't I do I that. I would almost to Bryce. laid money on it. No. Damn it. But, but that's like a perfect delivery. <laughs> Much
2: like your love of Keanu Reeves, I wouldn't suggest, suggest anybody else to it. I just love Ryan Reynolds.
1: True. It's, it, for all those listening, do you know if you need to buy Murray a present, you just buy him anything with Ryan Reynolds on it. That's right. When, when we get our fried berry underwear, which is actually leading into the fried berry moment of the week, is... Murray's going to want Ryan Reynolds' underwear. Let's face it. That's right. Once he starts with, making it. With his pitcher on the front and his ass, sweet ass on the back. That's right. So, Bryce, what was your Pride Berry moment of the week?
0: Just the experience of Edgar Wright's Sparks. The entire experience? The entire experience. Actually, you know what? My Pride Berry of the week is the fun I had going through YouTube and watching these guys over their whole career after watching the documentary.
1: Yeah, I would, uh, it's definitely going to be the Friday of the week for me too, is the movie Sparks Brothers. But you know what I think it is most is that just the pleasant surprise of how they've influenced so many bands. And I went back this week and I was listening to a lot of music that I was like, oh yeah, that's Sparks influence right there. Oh yeah, that's Sparks influence right there. Ah, that sparks influence right there, and you didn't see it before, and now you see, now you see, now you see it. Mur, what was your fried berry moment of the week?
2: Well, that's tricky because, as you know, I didn't actually like fried berry.
1: You thought it was mad.
2: I barely thought it was a meh. I could have raged more than, than I did, uh, but no, my fried berry moment was the 96 minutes or whatever it was of Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I loved every minute of it.
1: There you go perfect okay well we got some catching up to do because we got our girl emma thompson to talk about we do yeah we do not my girl because uh she is one movie away from being on the doubted but bryce and i had to see one movie right yeah no a movie called how to build a girl so uh bryce why don't you just recap where we're at and and what we need what Emma needs to get her out of this or into this.
0: Okay, so basically what it comes down to is if how to build a girl is meh or better, then she is not doubted because without going over every single movie, she's meh, rage, meh, we don't know. Rage meh rage meh. And so a double meh So a double Doesn't allow doesn't her Doesn't allow to her be on the be doubted list. And I the doubted would, list I watched the movie And I also watched the movie I enjoyed the movie Now Is the movie Mondo? No But is Patty Considine in it? Yes And is he awesome? Yes And is the movie Pretty funny a lot? Yes And Do we have to wait basically 99% of the movie before we even see Emma Thompson? Yes, but she chose this movie. It is definitely no worse than meh. There were times that I was actually laughing pretty hard, and I was like, maybe this is a meh. No, it's a meh. But in my, you know, that gets her off right there. But what did you think, Jim? I also thought I really enjoyed this movie. Ah. I was pleasantly surprised that,
1: I mean, I love her, though. I absolutely love her. I thought she was great in. Um,
0: um, I don't. Is Book it Smart. Beanie Feldstein? Oh yeah, she's in. The, yeah.
1: Yeah, she's also in. Uh, what's that one? Um, she's in Booksmart. Girl. Smart. Yeah, Booksmart. I was gonna yeah. say Girl Smart, but that's not it. Yeah, I really like her. I think she's she's so easy in in her character developments. She, you know, she could play all kinds of ages because. This movie was made in 2019 and she yeah. was playing like a 19 year old or 17 year old, but she's got to, she's got to be older than that. The maturity level of her acting was fantastic. Yeah. I thought this is uh, this is, I mean,
0: I was close to making this Mondo because there was, yeah, yeah. there were so many parts of it that made me smile so much. And it was, it was a really good time. Um, really good movie. Not quite Mondo, but Hey, Emma Thompson's safe for a while.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like she's pretty consistent going back and forth between rage and mad, and she hasn't made a mondo in a long time. So, yes. Emma Thompson, get your game on because I think the first part of your career, everything was mondo. Indeed. Right. Indeed. Well, what else we got? You, uh, well, crony has got some somebody to add.
0: Well, let's put someone on deck because he obviously needs to be on deck. Um, he hasn't made enough movies yet, but it's just a matter of time, and that's the the gentleman that we've talked about ad nauseum today, and that would be Edgar Wright. Um, you look back at his catalog, um, I don't think you can count his first movie because it's basically, it looks like a high school project, and I don't think it ever got any type of release anywhere, so I'd like to say that that one's not on, I don't think you can find it really anyways, it's called a uh, a, a fistful of fingers from 1995 and it's basically a spoof western um but it looks like it was shot on a vhs tape so i don't think that one counts um so yeah basically, and i haven't
1: seen it and yeah. i don't know if we'll ever be able to see it exactly so his so first so movie is actually Shaun of the dead right his first movie Shaun of so. the dead
0: which is mondo his next yep. movie is hot fuzz which is meh
1: I thought it was Mondo. I thought it, it was too? Mondo. There you go. Then yeah.
0: then Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which was Mondo. Mondo. Which, is a,
1: which is a super Mondo.
0: Then... The world the, then for me was meh. a Mondo, Mondo It was math for me. Baby Driver, 2017, it was, a Mondo. was Mondo. Ooh, I haven't seen. And yep. the Sparks Brothers was obviously Mondo. It's Mondo. So he's six so down So how many is that? To, that's six. He's got two to go. He doesn't rush into anything because he's made six movies since 2004. So... Uh, he's still got to be on deck. He, I think he's got a project or two on the on uh, on the go right now. He so.
1: has. He has something coming out in 2021 called Last Night in Soho. Yep. He's got something in production called The Running Man, which I'm guessing is maybe a remake of The Running so Man. So that, that might be and the then, killer,
0: but who knows?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. the, I don't know. The original Mostly. Running Man was Mondo, so yeah. why shouldn't this one?
0: Yeah. Because. Uh, and
1: then <laughs> be- in development... Because
0: of what we've been talking about all episode, Jim.
1: Yeah, it's true, but...
2: You doesn't, know, who, a who
1: doesn't want to see Nicholas Frost run? Eh, fair enough. I, yeah, well, I, that's probably it's actually good, Nick yeah. Frost that's going to be the it's like he's...
2: one of his best friends. Well, yeah. it, it, Maybe it's it will Nick be, That's all you need. All that, you would need. Be,
1: that would be awesome. Yeah. If you don't know. Was...
0: You don't know what there's, it's going to be. You know
1: what? If they make a comedy of it, this could be the best comedy ever
0: made. There you go. So anyways, oh, I just thought he was worth bringing consistent. up because he's he's definitely on yeah
1: deck. Okay, well, I'm putting him in the on death desk desk category, not death, death, death De- category. Deck,
0: yes, he's nowhere near death. <laughs> he's still a fan. No, he's young no man. nowhere
1: near. He's nowhere near
0: death. Um, All right, anything
1: else you guys got? I got
0: another director for you and uh... I don't know if eight back we can call a movie. It's only forty-six minutes long, and I don't. Once again, I don't think it got a. That's a no. It's got to be more than sixty. So then, yeah. So then he's only got seven. So I'm sorry. It's another on deck one, but it's someone that I don't want to forget about later. So I want you to write him down. Yep. If you guys agree. Um, Okay. Alexander Payne. Heard the name. I think he
2: got a few Oscar nominations. Oh yeah,
1: he did in Nebraska.
0: Yep. So, so let's and go. Descendants, yeah. yeah. So let's go seven back. Citizen Ruth with um, uh, Laura Dern. Mondo. Yeah, that
1: was a Mondo. Yep. Election. Election was mondo. a Mondo.
0: About Schmidt. About Schmidt. Mondo. mondo. Sideways. Sideways. Mondo. mondo. The Descendants. This is where you guys. Might... Oh, wait. Wait. There's no way. Did he make a movie called Paris J'tem? Uh Look at it. I don't think it's. It's two hours. What? How did I miss that? I don't know. Okay, I oh, go.
1: maybe. Oh, my God. It's it's one of those
0: ones that's uh, a whole bunch of shorts in yes, one package. Yes, thank so that's you. Why. Yep, okay. The Descendants was Mondo for me. was Mondo. Okay, yeah, Most yeah, was, ne- was ne- for me. Nebraska was Mondo. Nebraska was Mondo. Downsizing was Mondo. Downsizing Ew, was mondo.
1: Downs- no, it was meh. Okay. So, so his so next, his next just- one had
0: better be Mondo. Yep. I can live with that cuz his batting average is quite good, Jim. So Yeah, a, no, I would chance.
1: 100% agree with you. He's uh he's super talented and has has a lot of chance to make it. It's going to suck though if he makes another map because starts uh, over. Start yeah. all over. <laughs> Let's hope he's it's going to hope, have to start.
0: As I say, I'll take those chances. This guy has uh has nothing but good stuff going, so I will be shocked. Absolutely okay. shocked.
1: So Edgar, Wright, You're saying has two more to make.
0: Yeah, it's two more, but he's got two like one pretty much. Yeah, shooting In the or can. done. It's going to come out this week. There yep. you go. It's done. It's coming out this year, and he's got another one on deck. So this might not be such a long wait as as maybe typically with him because he is he was pumping them out, you know, every five years it seems. So.
1: Yep. No, oh, it's good. But maybe he's been doing a lot more writing, right? So. That- oh, he's
0: he's been doing stuff. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to be one of the Alexander Payne or Edgar Wright, where you basically only have to work when you want to? The guy's made six movies since 2004. And other than that, mm-hmm. he's, he's just, you know, and, and Alexander Payne has made seven movies since 1996. You just get to produce stuff and make money in other ways. And then finally, you get a project that you're like, oh, I'd like that. And then you go get to make it. Of course, they're going to make Mondo movies. They wait they wait until they get the perfect script every freaking time. And much respect and for that.
1: And they also have the talent to back it up, right? Absolutely. So it's, it's like, yeah. I don't know, Murray, Did you out of those ones? Did you see all of those? Did you see Nebraska?
2: it was Under Pain? No, I I heard the name. I don't think I've seen any of his movies.
1: Oh, you didn't see Descendants or nope. Sideways or Nope. Wow. Hmm. I bet you, I bet you like it. You should probably watch Downsizing first. Mm.
0: Downsizing and Sideways would be the ones that you. Wasn't Downsizing
2: the, the Matt Damon one?
0: Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon. Yeah. Matt Damon. It, looked Damon. Kinda
1: it was kind of meh. For me,
0: that, what dumb. saved it though was what's her head? She was so freaking awesome, and I it. think
1: that's the what's
2: her head that I wouldn't like. So mm-hmm. like see it. No, no, she's
0: no. an SNL person. No, oh, um, what's her name? Look it up real quick, Jim. I'm on it. She was in American Girl, and oh, yeah, Kristen Wiig. You mean no! Yeah, Wake? Or stop S- it! SNL. No, she's
1: a live guy. Chris Wake was
0: SNL. Yeah, I understand that. Yes, she, now I even forgot she was in the movie. That's not That's who I'm I talking about. I'm it. talking about the actual yeah, cool star.
1: Yeah, isn't that... Tong um, Chow? Yes.
0: A, yeah. yeah. She, she she's is cool. awesome. She's yeah. not pretty cool. She's, she's awesome.
1: Yeah, she's been in some okay films, too. We'll have to look at her another day. Well, that was... uh somewhat productive because we just finished our emma thompson uh marathon yes <laughs> and we're still trying to see thomas Winterberg. At, at least it wasn't last a Den- movie at least
0: it wasn't a denise richards marathon
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, or a tiffany haddish marathon <laughs> and yet again we get to talk about tiffany haddish for another episode
0: <laughs> there you go she's bound to come up <laughs>
1: Yep, she's just like dinner Alright, okay, well, what else are we, about? Oh,
0: are we not done with that? Yeah, we're done
1: Alright <laughs>
2: <sighs> Alright, last week on Rage or Dare the crew pulled from our listeners' dare bag and pulled the 2012 acapella musical Pitch Perfect with my absolute favorite person other than Ryan Reynolds, Rebel Wilson That's not true Anna Kendrick, maybe uh, this week, Bryce can choose to rage or dare uh, to fuel his rage. So let's first check with Jim to see if this musical had him yodeling with Swiss joy or raging with Norwegian death metal rage.
1: Oh, wow. So interestingly enough, when we pulled this, I, uh, I've i actually seen this movie twice before. Mm. By choice, I might add. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a secret. I need to share. As much as I do not like musicals at all, I actually love a cappella. It's just something that I find super cool. So the whole genre, it was like, okay, Adam Devine plus John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Banks were freaking awesome. Boom baby. Uh, like an elephant dart in the public's face. And the McLovin showed up, and this could almost make this a mondo if we had a little bit more of McLovin in this movie. Normally, I do, as I mentioned, I do not like musicals that are comedies. I think I'm in love with Rebel Wilson again. This story is the typical university love-come-comedy-come-musical, and it's pretty stupid and expected and predictable, but McLovin was in it. And it needs to be reminded that McLovin was in this movie. As much as I hate everything about Anna Camp in everything, and I say Anna Camp because she seems Anna Campy for Anna Kendrick, uh, she really was destroying everything in this movie for me. But then you know what? McLovin showed up. And hashtag... Fat Amy, for president, especially her beautiful solo and striptease, and everything uh, Hannah Mae Lee says in this film is gold. Plus the fact she makes a puke angel. I mean, come on. A puke angel? And the girl who
2: whispers and doesn't ever talk?
1: (laughs) Yeah. She was awesome. All this being said, Andrew Kendrick's character is so easy to hate, as she is so annoying all the way through this movie. I like her. And she is... um, the one you're supposed to actually like in this movie. This film is made up of a few main characters who are annoying, surrounded by a stellar peripheral cast who kept me laughing most of the way through this movie. I, As I said, I have a secret, as if i actually seen all three of these movies. As and I can say I. this one is by far the best. The true rage would have come if somebody would have dared us to see number three. So whoever dared us to see this, always count on sequels to make us rage. This is only a meh for me. I laughed enough at it and with it. Oh, plus did I mention McLovin was in it? And the favorite line is, the smell of your nerd is destroying my vulgar <laughs> Or what happened last year and do you guys want to see a dead body? But it was more like this. I just want to see a dead body. Yeah. Mm. It was a Well, man.
2: if you remember the third one, she actually does talk.
1: Yeah. And that movie's terrible.
0: Really eh, terrible. Kind of moments.
2: I like Ruby Rose.
1: All right, Bryce. How much rage did we get out of you for this one?
0: Perfect pitch was based on, a, on acapella, yet I kept on hearing drums and the occasional bit of music under the voices. I'm pretty sure that was not in my head. We also got John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks as John and Gail seemingly doing commentating on the acapella competitions. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. Did any of these students in this film ever go to class? What was with the father-daughter scene where Becca questions why her father divorced her mother only to be never brought up again? What was the point of that? The music was not my cup of tea. But I can see how some might enjoy this. It had some funny bits sprinkled throughout. And while this did not make me want to see the sequels to this, it was not a rage. It was a, I can see why some people might enjoy this movie and enjoy it more than I'm enjoying it. Meh. What? It didn't make me I rage. Know, I, 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 know, right? I laughed enough that how can I rage at it? I must have chuckled half a dozen times, maybe more.
1: Amy. Every time she was on there, I was like, "Rebel Wilson's back, baby." Not
2: every. Yeah, that awesome. was my, my least favorite part of the movie, but I got over it.
1: I know you're not a big fan of Rebel. And, but... and
2: uh, FYI, McLovin hates yes. Canada.
1: He hates Canada.
2: Uh, he is. I I've seen yeah, quotes. Basically, he's he. he it's come to a movie in Toronto. I might have been that second hit girl movie. And yeah, he was trashing uh, Canada pretty good. Just so you know. What? So I'm not a big fan of his. But he's only in the movie, like, the beginning and the end, so it doesn't matter.
1: How dare Mick love him? I I did
2: enjoy his large friend who, uh, you know, if I could could sing a lick, I would be in this, but I can't. And it tortures me. I love that guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there was some fun in this. Well, apparently.
2: I I watch it every time it's on TV.
1: Let's make a key to our listeners. If you're going to rage us to dare us to rage to dare us, it should be a sequel. Well, and preferably yeah, the in, last sequel in the in whatever, what drilogy multiplicity it, of in, sequels that there is. Don't start with one. Always start with the last one. It, it's always it, going to be the worst.
2: Yeah, in their defense, you guys both hate musicals, so it's a pretty easy target for them.
1: I don't know if Bryce hates they, they as much of, as yeah, I do. I think
2: do. he kind of does. But. Do
1: you hate musicals, Bryce?
0: I hate bad movies, Jim.
1: Oh, that's right. That's what Bryce hates. Mm-hmm
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: sure okay all right well let's find out what uh what mr bryce boy likes to choose this week i think he ha- doesn't have much of a choice i think he has to choose from my bag do i i think so because you had um let's just see
0: what's your bag i don't even know anymore it's got yeah mine's
1: the beautifully typed
0: bag because
1: right. it's because i'm beautifully typed
0: just pull something from your bag
1: I'm loving this. I'm Mick loving this actually. Do you even remember what's in your bag anymore? No, I bet you there's stuff in there that's going to make you happy. I-, I wish I could do a do over. I made that bag so long ago now. <laughs> three. Ah. Is it going to be good or bad? I'm-, I'm kind of excited to know.
0: I like what he's been doing lately has been making lots of good decisions early Chuck on Bosa? his career. Not so good. Mr. Oh, Mister Bateman. Okay, and
1: it Jason is...
2: T- oh yeah, that was pretty bad. Teen oh, Wolf 2. That's right. And he's a this, boxer.
1: This sounds like the worst movie that could ever be made.
0: This I is, am so glad. This I is disagree, a movie but... that... I have no idea if I've seen it or not. There's a chance. I'm gonna... I don't remember it. I remember seeing Jason Bateman doing like this on the, co- the cover of it, of like the poster. But I don't know. I have no idea if well, I've seen this or not. If I did, I was like Well, the like first 10. one was
1: completely terrible. So this one Being should the be was terrible. terrible.
0: Bite your tongue. The first uh, the yeah. first one was not good, but it wasn't terrible. I love Teen Wolf. Michael J. Fox.
1: <laughs> Michael J. Fox. You guys should both burn in hell. Well I'm okay I'm okay burning in hell. Uh,
0: at least I'll
1: have at least I'll have friends.
0: Yeah, you'll you'll have good company, Jim. We'll see you there. Yeah
1: man. I want I want I hope the devil uses some hot implements to give us to rectify our situation while we're in hell. Man. Mm. Oh, he loves Michael J. Fox. Yeah, well, I like Michael J. Fox, too. I just don't like when
0: he does bad movies. Teen Wolf Which two. was a lot.
1: Eh,
0: I don't know. It's got to have some yucks in it, I'm sure. Oh, you may be laughing at it more than you're laughing with it, I uh, think. I can deal with that. As long as it's not, <laughs> I'm not cringing. Uh, which I good might Good luck
1: is mm. all I can say. All I know is that I will have great, great joy next week if this caused you to rage yourself stupid. Err
0: stupid uh.
1: <laughs> okay thanks again ragers for listening uh rage love to julene from echoes down in the pm podcast and james our two members of subscribers thanks to extended film rage crew of leonard conlon for his artistic vision and photography via leonard conlon photography for beck's goose for her cartooning skills at potato lady podcast reviews dot com and to our buddy tony uh flicks x-rated you can find them everywhere on social media thanks to our sponsor canyon meadow cinemas please go and support your local independent cinemas near you as they desperately desperately need your help to make some money as they come back out of this COVID. Find us on social media uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. See what we look like on our YouTube channel by searching Film rage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for our listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it for this week. Ray John.
0: Ray John. Ray John.